Hello, welcome to Bionic Chronicles, the exclusive podcast just for you. My name is Kinsey Paul, and today Zach Jones, Lauren Valier, and I will be covering climate change and its rationale and reputation. So, you guys want to introduce yourselves? Uh, hi, I'm Lauren. Hi, I'm Zach. So, let's start with talking about what is the climate change. I kind of prepared a little bit of a definition. Climate change is a result of global warming and greenhouse gases being trapped in our earth and that's a result of deforestation and like burning fossil fuels primarily and so what it causes is um, the ozone is deteriorating, ice caps are melting, over a billion animal populations have been perished in the past century. Bees are almost gone, we don't have enough forestation to maintain our carbon emissions We're having an abundance of natural disasters, which are only going to occur more frequently and get a lot harsher. And also, um, like, sparing farming capabilities. So do you guys have anything to add to that? Um, no, I think you covered just about all of it. Okay, sweet. And so the UN does a ton of research on this every year. And so their latest report in 2018 signifies that by 2030, the effects of climate change are going to be irreversible and so that's only 10 years away so that's kind of that's kind of sucky so how did you guys get involved with climate change and advocating against it okay well um closer to the beginning of the year in our innovation class we listened to a podcast um that had greta in it and that's kind of what really sparked my curiosity because like I had been aware but I really wasn't as involved and then after that we kind of just like talked about it in class and like you've talked about it and everything and just like later on like I just started kind of like looking into it and researching and I got really interested and thought it was really cool and um, we went to that uh, wind farm meeting yeah the wind turbine ordinance planning. Yes, and I thought that was really cool um, to get kind of like a real feel for how we can try and change our environment for the better. And then you had um, scheduled the climate strike, which was really cool. And I know we were both, Zach and I were both there and um, participated in that. So, yeah. Yeah, what about you, Zach? Uh, So for me, I kind of got involved around my freshman year. Well, not involved, but more digging deeper into it and looking about what I could do and because a lot of people in my family are very liberal and just have that mindset so I was curious what they were talking about so I would start looking it up and trying to form my own opinions on it and it's inspired me to try to act differently and choose more sustainable practices in my own life like not using single-use plastics and trying to you've got a user a reusable water bottle right there so i'm sure that's what yeah i just i went to Derek <laughs> and got a nice coffee and asked him if they could just pour it in my cup instead yeah that's awesome yeah so the way i got involved i really didn't know much about anything like the climate crisis until last summer at hurley and i talked about that in my previous podcast but that's when i heard greta's name for the first time and um i got introduced to all those issues that we're facing. And so 
Yeah, we should totally talk about the youth climate strike that you mentioned. So we held a youth climate strike in one of the most conservative um, towns <laughs> in probably North America. So that was super funny. It was the big rally on December 6th. And we had about, would you say, 20 kids there? 20 yeah. or 15 yeah, kids? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, which is pretty great, I think, for such a small school. Yeah, yeah definitely. for sure. Yeah, so you guys want to talk about that? Um, well, I thought it was pretty cool because we got to kind of get involved and really show, like, our support for, like, the planet and, um, in a way, protest, you know, kind of get the word out there that climate change is, like, real and things are happening and, like, we need to do something right now or the earth's only going to get worse. And especially, like, around here because we live in such a polluted area that our air quality is horrible. So really stressing that we have, um, we need to make these changes for climate change, I think is super important. So I think that was a good way to kind of get everyone's attention in the community, you know? Yeah, completely. And you mentioned the super polluters. So we should probably talk about that. So um, Southern Indiana is notorious for being known as the super polluters region. And if you um, get on YouTube and you search super polluters and like the Weather Channel, the Weather Channel did a little documentary on how awful the pollution and air quality is here in Southern Indiana. And it's due to coal mining facilities and everything else. We've got a ton of that kind of industry that really leaves a deep carbon footprint on our area. Yeah, and there's like 24 in the 24 or so super polluters in like the nation and like four of them are in like yeah. southern Indiana or something. Yeah, within a small mile radius and we also live in a valley so it keeps all of that pollution yeah, right on sure. top of us. <laughs> and Evansville is like a really bad like polluted area as well because of like all the companies and um, like it's I know it's known as like one of the most polluted areas in the nation which yeah. is really unfortunate and because of that um everybody always talks about our cancer rates cancer rates here are incredibly higher much higher than the average around the U.S. and around the world so that sucks yeah and I think that's kind of also what got me interested in this because like I've known you know just like a lot of people that have suffered from cancer around here and it just like really makes you think like why are we having such high rates of cancer and like um even though it may just be you know kind of a thing that doesn't have to do with the environment necessarily it definitely doesn't help but the fact that that kind of just interested me really got me to kind of dig deeper into climate change and see you know if we had a better environment better air you know that could definitely make a difference in the health of the community and everyone when I did my internship at the hospital last semester, one of the nurses I was with, I forgot her name at this time, but she said that it was on the um, pulmonary floor at Midtown, and that's like the lung floor that has to deal with all the lung diseases or just anything like that. And she said that this region is one of the highest for non-smoking related lung cancer. Oh, I believe it. Yeah, yeah. for sure. And I was like, yeah, I definitely <laughs> understand that. And for why, yeah. We should also talk about 
um, the day of the rally. So it was kind of hectic. I had gotten several calls that morning about what we were going to be doing. And I don't know, I think they thought that we were going to light the courthouse like on fire or something. I got so many Protest. calls. Yeah. yeah. Crazily. Yeah, they thought it was like a protest where we were going to be like banging on the courthouse door, demanding action, but that's not what it was. We were on um, a sidewalk of the courthouse facing like one of the main roads in our town and we just had posters and the news was there and so we got to talk about like what we were advocating for and so we just kind of really raised awareness but uh, one of the points that I wanted to touch on was <laughs> so we had a guy, uh, pretty old guy, in a nice old pickup truck waiting for us and he had taken a sheet and duct taped it to the side of his truck and spray painted climate change is bs <laughs> and meanwhile he was wearing a trump hat so we call him the trump guy um and he circled the courthouse and yelled at us a bunch of high school kids <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> he circled like three times and yelled at us a bunch of stuff but that was really funny we like to joke about that but that's kind of like what we're up against um and that kind of thing but what made our day was after after the rally somebody posted a picture of that guy on facebook and one of our science teachers here at the high school commented bs isn't doesn't that stand for basic science and so i thought that was really funny <laughs> and on the brighter side i thought it was cool that we also had people not from the school show up yes like the awesome. sunrise evansville movement yes they there were like two representatives from there, three maybe, but that was the first time I'd been introduced to them. I didn't even know that was a thing in Evansville. Yeah. But yeah, I'm definitely now interested in going to their meetings and without them having showing their support, I would have never even known it was a thing. I figured in this conservative region that type of liberal activism didn't exist mm -hmm. anywhere. Yeah, totally. Yeah, for sure. Also, um, another example of what kind of went on that day, one of our f friends who was participating in the rally, her dad uh, talked about, well, they, they work on a lot of cars, so that's the backstory. They've got like, whatever, six or eight cars at their house in their driveway. And so he told her, wow, you guys are so lucky that I'm not going to take all those cars down to the courthouse and run them the whole time that you guys are down there. <laughs> for like, I don't even know what to say. Like, what do you say if your dad says that to you? I don't know. I wouldn't know either. Yeah, that that sucks. <laughs> but so but that didn't happen. So that brings us to our next point: um, the wind farm or the wind turbine farm. So her dad, the dad who said that about the cars, is actually on the area and plan committee for our county, and our county was tasked with deciding whether or not we should we should welcome renewable energy so wind turbines into our region um, this year or next year or whenever the project was going to start um, and they denied it surprise surprise <laughs> so I w actually I was on the phone yesterday with the guy from Indianapolis who's involved with Earth Charter Indiana and he asked me like what I what I was involved in and stuff and so I told him about like the strike that we did and everything and then I told him like 
we did that, although I don't know how much it makes a difference because of the conservative region that we're in. Mm-hmm. And so I told him about the wind turbines, and he goes, oh my gosh, that's your guys' town? I was like, yeah, but he was like, up oh, in Indianapolis, we were chuckling about that for months. We could not believe that people were so upset about the Doppler radar system. So there's a Doppler radar system in eastern Kentucky, like 60 miles away or something, and Mm -hmm. people were saying that it was going to affect, the wind turbines were going to affect the signal. And he kept talking about, the guy I talked on the phone yesterday, he, he kept laughing, he was like, it's such an irony because all of the bad weather that we're going to be getting or whatever is a result of climate change, and that's the irony of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Really. And I just think it's funny because when we were there listening um, to those people talk. Like, About the ordinance, yeah. Yes, and like how many of them seemed so concerned about the Doppler radar. I was like, okay, I understand its importance, but I think there are bigger things here. The big think, picture, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't think they're thinking about the future. I think we're only thinking about, oh, right now. Like, we have to have our weather news, like, right now, right now. It's like, people lived without Doppler radars. Oh my god, yeah. They lived fine, and yes, that's it's a privilege to us, I feel like. And the fact that they turned down the wind turbines, like, I just think it's sad because they're not they're gonna realize that we need them too late and then oh yeah the environment's just gonna go you know it'll be too late yeah and so i just think it's really unfortunate and especially people i understand like their property rights and everything <laughs> who in the world is but, looking to move into posey county and would turn it away because there are winter rents as far as i know i I think wind turbines look really cool, and I would love to be in a part of a county that had wind turbines. Yeah, seriously. And wouldn't yeah. that increase your property value, I would think? That's, That's what, what I would think, too. I don't see how that could decrease it, because one, I'm sure that the property that's that it's on... Yeah, you get a stipend. Yeah, I'm sure you get some type of stipend, mm-hmm. and two... I'm not, I don't know this for sure, but I would think that there is some way that wind turbine could also be your energy source. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, yeah. Um, it, I mean, it provides energy for a lot, so it could definitely. Yeah, so I'm sure you could honestly even talk to the company that it's providing energy for and just say, hey, this is on my land. Is there any way we can, like, use part of it for my energy? I think you do. And I that, think you get that. I, I really do. save them so much money and and stress speaking of money they said it was by like 2030 or whatever our posey county would have made 30 million dollars from the tax revenue of having these on our land in posey county land and so one of the teachers at the ordinance meeting said that for north posey he was like guys you guys need to see the big picture. We need $30 million. Oh, my God. Think about what we can do about that. Yeah. And that was right after the big Red for Ed mm-hmm. rally. And he was like, imagine being able to pay our teachers a significant amount or uh, you just even just a sufficient amount because, yeah. Lord, they don't even get that. You guys were lacking that area. Yeah. Yes, for sure. And back to the Doppler radar, there was a guy from a local, our local university who is like the dean of the environmental uh, degrees or school or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about how his classes did the research and 
as long as you don't have a wind turbine within like 10 miles, it was super small, it was like 10 miles of the Doppler radar system, it's not going to affect anything. But look where that went. Yeah. So that's and awesome. And I remember like they even offered, you know, having them like so many fear, so what, so much distance away from the Doppler radar. They, they literally said that. I remember them being like, yeah. we can have it here and here um, to where it doesn't affect it. And like they still just... Like they, it's like they didn't even hear that. They just were like, oh no, you know, it's gonna go over the Doppler radar or, you know, um, what was it called? Uh, whenever the, like the light is in a certain oh, way. Oh, it's like the flicker, something yes. like that. Flicker and lights. And like that was such a big deal. Oh, I didn't understand that. I mean, it's just the engineering of it. I went home, my dad's an engineer, and I told him everything that went on. And he kept laughing. He was like, the flicker thing is not a problem. If you engineer them the right way, you put them up the right way, you're not going to have that shadow on your house. I mean, and who cares if you're, I mean, theoretically, these people will probably are probably workers, right? So probably. you're not even in your house. Why in the world does it matter? And if anything, yeah. in the summer, having that shadow on your house, like having a tree at your house will help cool your house and yeah. save you exactly. money on your energy yes. bill. So Exactly. Yep. I can't even, I can't even fathom what, I mean, oh, and God, it's not it just makes me for like the whole day, because no. <laughs> the sun is not in the same spot the whole day. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, and that was part of the ordinance. The original ordinance said that the flicker lights could only be on your house for 30 minutes a day. Which I think is stupid. I mean, I mean, my God, people who live in Alaska have, da- like, daylight and for, darkness for, for six months. Exactly. Yeah. And they're, they're thriving out there. <laughs> I don't understand. Yeah, I really, I don't either. I just think people like to make a fuss about it just to make a fuss about it. Yeah, so we completely threw that opportunity to make our county um, more energy efficient and green. We would just flush that down the toilet. We said, nope. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yeah. we don't want to fix it. Yeah, sucks. And I think they're going to, like, realize it later down the road that they should have. And... And, you know, the thing I was thinking about, too, is they take quite a bit of time to construct and put up because mm-hmm. they're they're giant. Yeah. And if you're putting multiple of them in one county, like, you know, that's going to take a lot of people. And, and two, it, they even said that it would give employment to those who needed a job. And so, learning opportunities for students. Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> it didn't just provide, like, not only did it, would it provide as a um, renewable energy source that's clean it also provided jobs and like learning opportunities and you know there's more than <laughs> it just it's frustrating it is frustrating because by the time like what they say like it take 30 years to completely complete it or something i don't know how long it was yeah and it's like okay well in that amount of time, that's when we're going to need it the most. Exactly. So if you start any later, well, yeah. what's the point? It's, it's just going to, you know. And what's really going to help is that soon our generation will be eligible to be in office and be able to mm-hmm. run for office. Mm-hmm. So then the people who actually care about it can be on the board and in office to actually make the change. Yeah, yeah. Completely. and I think too, like a lot of us, like activists, are um, young people, and I feel like some of like the older people, they just don't think anything of it because they've just lived their life this way the whole like, the whole time that they've been alive, you know, and they just, you know, 
change know, change is so bad yeah, they don't oh think anything of it and like they're just like oh my gosh this would cause so many problems this would cause so many problems and i'm like you have to think about the bigger picture here and yeah. i don't know i just silly okay can i read this um so i found this article on twitter from forbes um a couple days ago and so it's about the netherlands and i'll just read it and see what you guys think so this is what it says do governments act against the human rights of their citizens when they fail to follow the experts' recommendations in trying to address the climate emergency? Everything seems to indicate that this is indeed the case and that the idea of seeking justice in the courts makes sense. What should Australian citizens do when they see their government's decisions on energy and environmental policy clearly leading them to climate suicide? And what about Americans? When they see the Trump administration abandoning the Paris agreements, should we not consider denouncing our city halls when it is clear that their lack of action is forcing us to breathe in gases that poison us? What do you guys think about that? <laughs> I think that's pretty powerful. I mean, yeah. It definitely has right. truth that. Human rights, yeah. Seriously. The, they need to realize that it honestly is a human rights issue at this point, that if they aren't doing anything to help better the air and quality of where their citizens are living and causing them diseases and everything then that's a human rights issue yeah they're hurting the people yeah yeah i saw that and i was like that is so powerful i mean just that's hats off to whoever wrote that because it's completely true um yeah we just face more and more issues every day and no one seems to care. And so actually that was one of the things that um, uh, the guy I talked to last night talked about is that now Indiana Republicans are now saying that, okay, we realize that climate change is happening, right? But they're saying that it's not due to humans. So, I mean, I don't know. He okay. thinks it's just a matter of time before they'll finally admit like, okay, we should listen to these experts who know so much more than we do about this issue and because 99% of climate scientists agree that it's humans that are accentuating this problem. Yes. Yeah. And even too, like, okay, believe that we didn't cause it, but it's not about who caused it. It's about who's making it worse. Right. Yeah. Go back to pre-industrial levels and just say that's a big coincidence. Like, okay. Pretty funny. Yeah. Say like we, you know, global warming, natural cause, whatever. But what we're doing Surely isn't helping anything. Yeah. It's only increasing that. Yeah, awful. It's going on a, a faster rate whenever, you know, if it was caused by the earth, it would be, it would probably be a little bit different. But I was looking at whenever you read this and you saw Australia, I just thought about like the fires over there. Yeah, imagine how, how they feel. <laughs> and how awful. like people don't realize like that, that is destroying so much life and like so many species of animals and everything. And it's just so sad seeing you know, the videos of, like, the koala bears and stuff, and you just have to think, like, why is it so hot? Why? Yeah. Oh, hmm. We haven't Maybe had a snow day in January. <laughs> I mean, it's literally... Okay. We had one in We're actually snowing. It's snowing right now, but... Yeah, but it's not it? sticking, because it's November, been so like, early November. It was yeah. in November. Yeah. It was the last time we had a snow day. Yep. Yeah. I saw Miss Plotz yesterday in the dentist's office, and she was talking about that. 
yeah, she was like, whether it's global warming or whatever you want to call it, it sure is interesting, right? And I was like, yep, you're right. <laughs> yeah, and the fact, you know, it was like 65 on Christmas. Like, yeah, what it was, was that? <laughs> people went outside and took pictures like they were at the beach. Yes, I wore a skirt and like I walked outside and I had a jacket on and I was like, I don't even need my jacket. Like this is, this isn't right. Like there should be snow on the ground. I should be like cold and like yeah. a sweater or something. It was, it's like, okay, why do you think it was warm on Christmas day in Southern Indiana? Like. I just I put NASA on this outline because I love NASA. So if you Google NASA climate change, they have basically a whole website dedicated to their research that they NASA, mm-hmm. our space administration, has done on yeah. Earth's climate change. And it's it's all interactive, which is awesome and put in like layman's terms so everybody can understand it. So if you don't know much about the climate change and you're listening, please Google NASA climate change or any other climate change like reliable resources for that matter because it's really interesting to look at what calculations they've done so you can visually see like what's going on and how much time we really have yeah and there's a lot of good information on the website like i've used it for like i had to do project um, in my earth science class and i use like most of my information came from the nasa website because they have a lot of good information it's very informative and I think if people would just take, like, a few minutes and just, like, read something about it, like, they may, it, like, may spark, like, oh, wow, this is, like, a legit problem, you know? Yeah, can you imagine, like, say at that, the ordinance meeting that we were at, mm-hmm. and, like, a NASA scientist came in and just started talking about what was going on. Like, do you think that would make a difference in people's no. opinions? No. I know, and I, I think really it's, it's so sad, like it's unfortunate. And so that brings us to this point. And so this is a sign that I saw on Twitter and I absolutely loved it. So I, I don't know whose original sign it was, but hats off to you. It says, your inability to grasp science is not a valid argument against it. Oh yeah, 100%. Can I get an amen? I mean, yes. I don't know. There's no better way to say that. Or people that are unwilling to try to grasp science. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? And at that point, it's like, did our our American education system fail us? Like, what is going on? I don't know. And with that, like, not being able to understand the science, like, yes, it may be a different science than you're used to, but let's say, like, say you go to the doctor and the doctor says, you have like this, this, and this, you have high blood pressure, you need to do this to stop it. Mm-hmm. Like, are you gonna be like, mm. <laughs> Yeah, but what does he know? <laughs> yeah. Like, exactly. I mean, who do you think you are? Like, I'm that's just, essentially what's happening right now to the yeah, client I, scientists. I'm just gonna, I just, I think I just want my high blood pressure to say, yeah. you know, I don't really wanna fix it. Yeah, I, I agree too. And I think a lot of people too, um, their inability to grasp science is also an inability to grasp change. Um, yeah, I think a lot of people just are scared of change and like what it could do to like You know what like the world? Um, but like in my opinion, I think change is a great thing and I think You know you should just enjoy it. We kind of yeah. need it <laughs> Like yeah. we're not gonna get anywhere if we keep doing the same thing every single day and it's funny the way like some other red states are now trying to address climate change like in a subtle way but like not really admitting anything because you know they can't go against the trump administration but Mm -hmm. they are they are realizing like i wrote down here 
So the Florida Keys, like some of the smaller islands I read, in like 10 years they're going to be completely underwater and like right now a lot of people have had to evacuate because, you know, as we know, water, uh, like the ocean line is just rising and mm-hmm. rising and so and glaciers that's, are melting so it's just making yeah. it worse. So what it is, it was like they can spend a hundred million dollars to make this bridge and to build up like kind of like a wall kind of around like where they are or whatever to block the water from coming in. A hundred million dollars or they could choose to address what's going on and fix that. And I mean that's the whole thing, like all those properties on coastal areas, I mean it's just gonna get worse. Mm-hmm. I mean that's crazy and the same thing California, um, so California, they recognize, well, I mean, California switches between red and blue, but they recognize that the fires in California are now due to climate change, um, and so a bunch of insurance companies were trying to say that because of that, they did not want to cover, like, have any fire insurance from forest fires in California anymore. Mm. And California said, nope. They were like, you're going to have to figure it out. So that, I thought that was interesting. Mm-hmm. That is. Yeah. And Utah just adopted a climate resolution. It's, it's not as progressive as, like, most blue states, but it is, it's pretty progressive for um, a red state. And I, I think that's pretty powerful. And... Indianapolis, Indiana hasn't adopted one, but Indianapolis has, and so that's really cool. Um, Evansville is supposedly did, but I mean, there's no steps to complete it, mm-hmm. so it's just a piece of paper that says, oh, we're trying, here's a gold yeah. star, but we're not actually yeah. trying. So that sucks. What's that called? It's called like greenwashing, I want to say. Maybe, I don't know. I think it's called greenwashing whenever like a company, like, a business is like, oh, like, we're doing, say, like, Starbucks says, like, by 2030, we want to get rid of all of our single-use plastic cups. Yeah. Like, they're just doing that to garner attention and, and get, more get themselves in the media, Honestly. but yeah. until 2030, you don't know if that's actually, so you just kind of have to watch them, because certain companies will say, like, oh, we're planning on doing this, this, and this, but they won't do it. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that term is called greenwashing. I mean, yeah. Yeah, the single-use plastic. I get an email from change.org, like, every yeah, me too. week. <laughs> yeah, that's, like, sign this petition for Amazon to get rid of single-use plastic. Mm-hmm. And I, I signed it. <laughs> yeah, me too. And there have been people that have, like, figured out how to make, like, biodegradable plastic or, like, a substitute. Yeah. And I don't know why we're not enforcing that. Because it sucks. Yeah. I just, I don't know. Yeah, my mom... Um, so basically all the eggs you can buy at walmart are like in a styrofoam container Mm -hmm. my mom was so mad about that so on saturday she was like that's it i'm done so she went to sam's because sam's you can buy eggs in like a cardboard yeah Mm -hmm. yeah but you could the smallest kind you can get is 60 so we've got 60 eggs in our (laughs) fridge now just because she didn't want to buy styrofoam and (laughs) i respect that so much i mean i wish more people yeah could do that yeah. And I, I hate that, that Walmart doesn't even give the option. Yeah. It's, if you think it was such a big retail chain that they would have the resources to yeah. easily just switch out a yeah. styrofoam or the plastic ones for... You would think that we'd have the technology. Yeah. yeah like with everything. Yeah. Like I we have technology for so many things, but then, you know, things that are seriously important. I remember yeah. sophomore year in current issues... We were we watched some news article about some guy who invented like a 
I want to say it's like a bacteria or it's this something that like literally eats plastic mm-hmm. and like they were using it to try to tackle the um oh, what's it called the great pacific garbage patch or something yes mm-hmm. it's like bigger than like texas yeah God. so they were using it to try to literally eat that plastic and get it to shrink and not yeah be right. texas Whatever floating works. in the ocean like, do it yeah. yeah, can you imagine, like, being a pilot and being able to go over that and being like, oh, what's that? Is that Hawaii? No, it's, I mean, <laughs> Hawaii is not even as big as Texas. I don't even know why I said that. Texas is Texas. Yeah. I mean, my God, they want to be their own country. Like, that's how big they are. Yeah, they're the second biggest state behind Alaska, I think. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. I was just thinking, kind of random, but um, yesterday one of my teachers, um, in personal finance, we were talking about, you know, buying houses and whatever, and, like, just this topic came up, and he was like, you know, I've got a friend that lives, um, I don't know, out west some, in, somewhere, it may have been, like, Utah or something, I'm not really sure, but he said that he built a tiny house, and, you know, what the tiny houses are, you know, mm-hmm. like, literally a tiny house, Yeah. and he has solar panels, and he has a commode that's like, um, I don't know what you call it. Like compost wool? Yeah. Like <laughs> it can, that's awesome. Like it's, you know. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that was really neat. Like, you know, he's living his life and he's doing it, like, good. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I just watched I a show like that. on Hulu last night. It's on HGTV, ironically. But it's called, like, Container Homes or something. Mm-hmm. And... There's like a movement to start building homes out of used shipping containers. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. the material is so cheap and prevalent. And yeah. they built like a 3,000 square foot house. Holy cow. And it was 25,000 for all the shipping containers, and that was it. And Dang. like awesome. the rest of it went to decorating however they wanted and insulation and That's cool. just That's the awesome. labor. And it's, I just think it's a really sustainable way to start building new housing. Like, to tackle even like the homeless problems that we have in major cities. Yeah. Just yeah. honestly put three shipping containers by like two shipping containers. Like yeah. imagine how many people that could house. It doesn't have to be a big area. I mean, look at dorm rooms. Exactly. They're probably honest to God this size. Yeah. yeah. Like 12 feet by 12 feet. So yeah, they really are. Yep. I totally agree. Okay. I think it's about time for us to wrap this up so do we have any final remarks um i think my final remark is just try to be educated and open-minded before Mm -hmm. you try to say something yeah voice your opinion that yeah completely that isn't backed up by like science (laughs) (laughs) you know (laughs) imagine trying to turn an assignment that you just plagiarized yeah it's that's the exact same thing yeah or imagine trying to turn in an assignment like you know you're writing about something but you didn't research it at all, and so you have to go write it. It's like, oh, well, that's what, what I'm trying. Yeah, what are you gonna? Yeah, saying. what are you gonna write? I don't know. <laughs> You're just like, just trust me. It's I'm right. It's like this is my opinion, but it's right. So actually, it's fact. It's like, or okay, honestly, yeah. like if you have the opinions that climate change isn't human caused, mm-hmm. then maybe research that opinion too. And see if you can evolve your opinion like and change sides. it. Yeah. yeah. Like, you can, you have the right to disagree with whatever yes. you want to, but 
you also need to have information for your side and you also need to look at the other side yes just to see yes be open to other opinions and possibilities that surprise you could be wrong but if you just like looked into it there's people that just want to talk just to talk liked what was said today, please share Bionic Chronicles with your friends. You can follow Bionic Chronicles on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at Bionic Chronicles Podcast.